Welcome to the BizTimes MKE podcast and another episode of Weekly Debrief. I'm Arthur Thomas, Managing Editor at BizTimes Media, and I'm joined on the Weekly Debrief, as always, by BizTimes Editor Andrew Weiland. Andrew, how are you doing today? Good, good. Trying to get ready for Thanksgiving and just a lot to do here at work and just a lot, a lot happening. So getting through it all, though. Yep. Are you hosting or are you traveling? I'm not sure. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's always fun. Not knowing exactly what the holiday plans are. I got to figure that uh, out this weekend. An annual, annual uh, activity, figuring all that out, planning things out, figuring out uh, when to maybe take off, use some final vacation days, all the good fun stuff at the end of the year. Uh, well, we will dive right in to our Insider Stories Spotlight. That is a chance for us to highlight some of the stories that were available only to BizTimes Insiders over the last week or so. If you are already an insider, thank you very much. We do appreciate that support. It helps make our work possible. If you're not an insider, please consider subscribing. The equivalent of $9 a month gets you unlimited access to all of our stories on our site discounted admission to some of our events and other benefits. So please do consider subscribing. Uh, Andrew, what is your insider story spotlight this week? You know, white, white collar crime stories are, are always interesting. And I think, frankly, kind of scary for a business owner to read and wonder, oh boy, what did that happen to us? Um, we had a story uh, on Friday about a BMO Harris Bank branch in Muskego with the branch manager pleading guilty uh, to embezzling over $200,000 uh, from the bank. Um, so as there, the guilty plea is facing, a, it remains to be seen what the, uh, what the sentence is could be substantial. We'll see how that plays out, but um, kind of an alarming story and very, an interesting one. I think readers will, should check out. Yeah, there's those stories are always, um, well, for one, often well read on our site, and for two, like you said, I think for business owners and and leaders to think about, you know, okay, how are your systems set up? Are yep. you you know well protected? Do you have the proper controls in place? And it's not so much a matter of of not even necessarily trusting people, but just having the right. Um, systems in in place that that protect everyone and make sure that uh, you know you, the the business doesn't get hurt because you know uh, BMO Harris Bank will probably survive a a, a two hundred thousand dollar embezzlement, but for a small business that'd be a big hit uh, for a lot of small right. businesses uh, to take. So my insider story spotlight this week uh, focuses in on our monthly job numbers. Um, for Wisconsin. And just like we get monthly numbers at the national level on the first Friday of the month, a week or so later, we get the um, numbers for the state. And Wisconsin lost 1,600 private sector jobs in October, um, which is uh, relatively a a flat number month to month. Um, Not really a, a significant shift. The the item that really caught my attention was the downward trend in Wisconsin's labor force participation rate, which was down three tenths of a percent um, from September to October, coming in at 65.3, which 
is still higher than the national number, which is 62.2%. But we're heading in the wrong direction while the national number is moving in the right direction. National um, labor force participation over the last year up about half a percent. Wisconsin, meanwhile, down 1.1 percentage points. So it's the shrinking labor force that contributes um, to the challenges employers see in hiring. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, there's not a lot to think that that trend is going to reverse. It's been trending downward oh, really since the late 90s. Um, there was kind of a there's been a few points of it picking back up a little bit, but um, having an aging workforce that people are, you know, they've they've worked a long career and they're they're uh, it's time to retire. And um, that's going to be a challenge for Wisconsin employers to fill um, fill vacant roles going forward. Yeah, I was going to I was going to say, I mean, I, I think the Wisconsin, the, the aging workforce, I mean, our, our population is older, correct? And I, I think that's where mm-hmm. we haven't we haven't grown our well, we've talked a lot about our lack of overall population growth, but I think then we're, we're not seeing enough growth in particular of younger people and, you know, our, our aging population, the baby boomers moving into retirement. And that is a big challenge for Wisconsin. So that's something I hope, I hope leaders are paying attention to. We'll keep reporting on it because they should be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's shift gears to our big story of the week, which does I think have some relation to some of those, demographic and population trends. I want to hone in on the latest uh, Metro Milwaukee home sales numbers, which came out this week and showed a 29% dip in home sales uh, for October across Metro Milwaukee, which is the four-county region, Milwaukee, Waukesha, Ozaki, and Washington. Um, Year over year, um, you know, that's a, a... Pretty healthy decline. Um, granted, 2021 was a pretty record year for home sales. So you have that difficult comparison piece to factor into the home sales, but still, um, it's a, you know, a, a, maybe a troubling sign to see home sales dropping that much. Yeah. And it's a, ask, uh, makes you ask a lot, a lot of questions. What's going on here? You know, there is, of course, like you said, okay, last year was a record year. So. Perhaps it's just not realistic to keep up with that. Obviously, we've seen rising interest rates. And I, I think, you know, Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors, which puts this report together, has said that, you know, those interest rate increases are starting to have an effect uh, on, on the housing market. They're having an effect on our mortgages. So it's it's affecting the affordability of of homes, uh, of homes for sale. But um, what's interesting, I think, from the GMAR has been, they put this report out monthly and in recent months, they keep beating the drum about the issue of single family home construction. And, and, and they often point out, you know, with the lack of sales uh, that the housing market is really tight. There's not a lot of listings. And, you know, sometimes when the market isn't very strong, people aren't listing their home for sale because prices are down and, and they think, well, I'll just stay here and wait till prices go up before we sell the house. Um, but we've seen prices rise um, 
you know, maybe they've curtailed that recently, but but they were rising uh, at least earlier in the year. So, you know, it's a little curious as to the lack of listings. Um, GMAR, GMAR has made the point that, at least in their opinion, there is not enough construction of single-family homes and condominiums in the metro area. There's been a lot of construction of apartments, and their argument is that that is a big reason why there's not enough homes for sale in the market, and we haven't seen a uh, we're seeing a decline in home sales. Um, it's a curious thing to me because, as we've talked about on, on this podcast, we've you've reported our air the Milwaukee metro area has had a very slow population growth pattern for some time, and so it makes me wonder. Well, okay. We're not building very many single-family homes, perhaps. We are building a lot of apartments, but if there's not much population growth, how many more single-family homes do we really need in this market? So um, it, it, it raises questions as as what's going on here. And I know you have your, your theories and observations <laughs> about it. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think, you know, we did a story kind of digging into um, those the the case that that GMAR was making um this was in our i think it was in our November 7th issue yeah. uh, Alex Zenk who used to cover real estate for us um wrote this one on a as a freelancer but um you know he he dug into it and and you know the folks from GMAR said basically the only reason we can't repeat that record 2021 is we don't have enough listings um but then you go and you look at some of the talk to some of the folks who look at uh some of the real estate data and like our apartment vacancy rate is among the lowest in the country. Um, and so that would suggest, well, you know, it would make sense that we're building apartments too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's a more complex picture than, than purely, um, Hey, there's just not enough listings. There's, there's a lot of moving pieces going on. One of them being maybe probably there's just a, a misalignment of um, what, you know, buyers want what buyers can afford, what home builders can build. Um, you think of a, a starter home, um, maybe something in the 150 to 250 range. Well, that's not getting built really necessarily at all. Um, and I think Jeff Hoffman, who we had on a podcast recently, um, he's a commercial real estate broker, does a lot of industrial work, but he did write a whole book about kind of looking at some of the demographic challenges. And one of the points he made was around maybe shifting, you know, can can more be done to build in that that uh, kind of second home range um, so people who are in starter homes can move to second homes, creating, you know, more inventory for folks who would want to move in. That's, you know, one piece. And you talk, you know, a number of the builders have lamented the, the, the cost for them to build, um, in, you know, we have been, we've talked about inflation for, for months now. Um, but just the cost to build homes in general, um, is it, it's hard for them to do in a way that's profitable. Um, cause at the end of the day, they are businesses and do need to be able to, to do these things in a profitable way. So lots of pieces, you know, to the home market equation here. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out over the coming, coming months. But I think it's more than just 
simple, um, you know, supply and demand. It's not an econ 101 supply and demand graph. I don't think, I think, you know, there's maybe it's in the 401 version of, of econ that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that the, the graph for what's going on here, it's, it's a little more complex than just, we just don't have enough homes. Right. Well, and the, the affordability side of it is, is just a huge part of the problem. I mean, you, you hear that again and again, and like you say, on the construction side, the, the rising costs of, of everything um, has made construction of new homes um, just not, you know, not able to be quote unquote affordable for first time buyers. I mean, I, I think when my wife and I purchased our first home, um, we had just been married. I think it was like a year or two. We had been, yeah, you know, like we had been married for a couple of years we we built a new home in a subdivision in um Walworth County it was like $120,000 it was a small small house for sure but it was a brand new house um you don't hear anybody and you know it was a subdivision development of houses of similar size mm-hmm. you don't hear anybody doing that anymore no one's building new homes anywhere close to that and that's okay that's 20 like 20, 22 years ago, but you know, that's how things have changed that, um, you know, new construction. I mean, I think it's, uh, is anyone doing any new construction for less than 300 or even less than 400? I mean, it's, you're not, you're not hearing it. And for, for, you know, the, the first time home buyers are really out of luck now and apartments is the way they have to go. Or like you said, we got to find a way to create a ripple effect in the market where older, smaller homes that first time home buyers could afford are opened up. Uh, and, you know, how, how we get that happening is something that, you know, we got to figure out as a community. Mm-hmm. It's almost also interesting. I mean, we talk about the population growth that we don't have. Um, imagine if we did have it and what, um, yeah, that would mean for really the affordability piece. You'd, you'd mean you see that in in some of the parts of the country that have had um, that have been attracting people in terms of what can happen to home values there. So uh, lots to pay attention to, lots to keep track of, and lots to solve for. You know, I think it's it's something that that takes all sides kind of working together. You know, right. Local municipalities, state government, home builders, multifamily builders, developers—all yeah, those different. You're, you're going to see more. You're going to see more public-private partnerships. You know, there's you, you've got these. You know, affordable housing or lower-income housing programs. We've reported on some businesses in Sheboygan County, some employers actually getting involved with providing funds to help develop uh housing in in a market that has a lot of big companies with a lot of employees that you know there's just a lack of workforce housing in Sheboygan County um for the the large employers up there so now they're actually getting involved in trying to help foster development of that so yeah and especially with interest rates rising that this is going to become likely a bigger problem and there's going to have to get, be some creative solutions to to address it 
Absolutely. Well, we will um, continue to follow it and we'll, I'm sure, talk about it more in the future. So we will um, leave it there for this week on the Biz Times MKE podcast and the weekly debrief. We're off next week for Thanksgiving. We got to figure out our plans as we talked about the front of the podcast, see if we're traveling or. You know what you're doing? Home. I don't know yet. No, I'm. I'm you maybe don't either. I'm, okay. I'm not the only one. I like to joke that I am not on the planning committee. Um, <laughs> so we will, uh, we'll see what ends up happening. Um, lots going on. So we will be off next week for the, uh, Thanksgiving, but we'll be back in two weeks to talk about the news again. Thanks for listening until then. This is Dan Meyer with Biz Times Media. You've been listening to the Biz Times MKE podcast. For more business news and insights, be sure to go to biztimes.com and subscribe to any of our daily e-newsletters and our magazine, Biz Times Milwaukee.